Hello, and thanks for downloading this episode of our new podcast, which does not have a name yet. My name is Tawanda, and uh, joining me today is uh, Tafadza. Tafadza. Hey, Tawanda, how are you doing? I'm good in the self. I'm good. I think we might as well call it Tawanda and Tafadza podcast if we can come up with a better name. Uh, that's a great idea. So, what will we be talking about today? Okay, so I think the, the general idea of the podcast is to talk about stuff that's happening in SIM that we find interesting. So, since it's our podcast, whatever we decide, we find interesting. So, uh, yeah, but I think um, there's there's been some things that have been happening in Zim that we might as well discuss. And, um, any suggestions? Yeah, I think uh do you want to go on the to start with the political issues or issues outside politics politics first of course okay so on the political front i think the interesting topic that we might want to start with is the new political party or maybe let's create a, a political outfit for now since i don't think we know if it's registered or whatnot that's been making waves, sending petitions to the SADC and UN. Um, what's, what's their name again? New Patriotic Front or something? Uh, New Patriotic Front. Yeah, I think they, 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 they seem, they might as well call themselves G40 for or we know. Personally, I think, I think that part is going to, if, if it's organized and, uh, and, 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 and um, if it's really organized, I think it's going to it's going to tilt the election big time in favor of the opposition political parties, provided the opposition political parties themselves are also organized. Because if if the new party comes and gets like ten percent of the electorate, then that will change uh, the whole dynamics of the coming election. I think the the. the there are so many questions about this new party right so we can make we can make some guesses about who the who is behind the party and we can also reasonably assume those people are not in Zimbabwe right now uh, but Mr. So, Mugabe, Mr Mugabe the former president is in Zimbabwe he's, yeah yeah no Mr Mugabe is in Zimbabwe but he is in Zimbabwe but he, the guy is 94 i don't see him and they are there. There are even chances that you lead the party. Presidential presidential candidate Robert Mugabe of the New Patriotic Front. That would be awesome, man. Eh? Yeah, that would be. That, that would be. I think I. I, I wouldn't vote for it, but. No, I, I think I actually want to see that happening now. Yeah, imagine. Imagine the shock and. and the whole novel of it all if Mugabe is a is a candidate. Not no, you know you know what would even what would be what would be even more fun is if candidate Mugabe then decides to join the MDC alliance so you'd have Mugabe and Morgan on the same side. Yeah, under the so called big tent. Yeah, that would be that would be yeah, awesome. Because to be honest, the, the upcoming election is shaping up to be one of the most boring elections we've ever had. Of. What do you mean boring? There's no... The opposition doesn't seem to be getting the house in order. Zanu seems to be... They, we don't have the usual factional fights. They, 
So from the, watching from the sidelines, there's there's not much action going on there. I think we might as well conclude That's this right. discussion. I, I think it's my own assessment, but as far as you can see, I and I think a, a lot of people that have that I've heard um with with, with opposition connections. Like yesterday I was listening to another podcast, you know, the politics and beyond podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, one one Mr. Tawanda Henry Miti, who is sources in the opposition gave his best defense of, of the opposition and his assessment was he basically said they have no chance of winning the presidential election. Their best hope is making a putting up a decent fight for parliament. But the dude lives in Australia. Yeah, the dude lives in Australia, but you know he was name dropping all these guys in the opposition that yeah, he has he on He probably speaking. knows just about uh, as much as you do. We just to say zilch. No, no, okay, no, that's fine. If you want to, if you, if, if you, if you, I'm just saying from where I'm standing, I don't think this. Are you registered? Are you a registered voter? No, not yet. But as you know, there's still four days, a few days to go. Okay. Yeah, there's still four days. We are going to just... come from Jobek to register before Thursday. Yeah, it doesn't take that long to travel from Jobek. Last time I checked, so uh, I, I just might. Good luck. No, my understanding is what the registration is going to go on it. What what are they going to like regional six centers after the mobile exercise is done? Also, oh, you. So my understanding, my understanding is I can still come and register to vote. Oh no, no you, you won't come anyway. So so I was reading about um um the new first lady and how she's been going around to clinics, to hospitals, and now some people have petitioned their over unpaid salaries. So I was thinking, what what's the role of first ladies? Uh, should first ladies uh, behave like they are public uh, elected officials? Or should they, you know, keep um, a low profile, hide behind their husbands and be the traditional, uh, in quotes, good wife? Yeah, I, I saw the the Herald article on that on that story. So they they, they said the I think they said the they called village health workers who I have no idea why they call them village health workers in Venge Tungisa. So they they are basically calling Tungisa a village, but that's that's a story for another day. So those village health workers who are old, I think it's it's a lot of them, but in total they're all something like fifty thousand dollars, which is a, not a lot of money you think government would pay up $50,000 anyway. So they, they they decided to approach the office of the first lady. But wait a minute. What's your office? Since when does the first lady have an office? So that's not... You know, like um, the last time in, in, in November and late October, just before the coup not coup, uh, the guys who booed Grace Mugabe in Blawayo, they, they were being charged with undermining the authority of the president. So I found that ridiculous. Like, they did not boo Mugabe himself. They booed his wife. But all the same, they were being charged uh, for a crime of under, uh, undermining the authority of the president. So maybe, by extension, it might be a sexually transmitted item like those prophetesses 
who by virtue of their husbands being prophets automatically also become prophetesses. So maybe the first lady has an office because she's married to the first guy, to the president himself. Nah, I think we can we can all agree, like everybody there at mind agrees that the application of that insulting undermining the authority of the president law was ridiculous. Actually the actual law itself is is, is clearly unconstitutional. There is no basis for granting the president authority from being bold. Basic freedom. I mean, does does the first lady is she right to interfere in the running of the state beyond the family level where she whispers in her husband's ear at night or they discuss things over dinner? Is she entitled? Should she? Uh, go to all those hospitals and criticize nurses and say hey, you you are not doing your job yeah, what 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 and, so, and stuff is it right from an ethical I, I perspective and also from a probably a public governance perspective as well I would have thought given the issues that we've just had with our previous first lady that she might want to keep a very low profile but then because but then again, you must remember she's an elected she's an elected official, so she may be acting in her capacity as an MP. She's a she's a sitting MP, right? Yeah, she is in Chiruma. But imagine if if, yeah. if, if the elected <laughs> official of, uh, the elected MP from my village in Mashingo comes and starts touring hospitals in Norton and and Uzu, I imagine the the, the noise it will cause. You know, you know where the where I think the problem began. When soon after, when soon after our new president was inaugurated, ZBC was trying very hard to show a contrast between the new first lady and our old first lady. And they ended so up they actually of, showing us the similarities, the parallels. Yeah, yeah so they were follow, following along with a camera when she stops the side of the road to buy some tomatoes and like. I think the point was trying to show that she's down to earth and she does normal human being things. Then now she's trying to solve the health situation instead of letting the health minister do his job. Not that he's particularly good at it, but that's just for another day. But now she's trying to interfere in, in the Ministry of Health and again with these village health workers. She's, if she's a minister and People are going to the first lady with their issues, and then the first lady comes to you. How 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 are you supposed to be to feel uh, about that? I mean, you tell you you're not a public official, I, so go away. I think no, clearly you you, you can't do that because the, the place you're, if you're a minister, especially in seeing you're you're saving it the pleasure of the president. Yeah, but I mean, like in France, they had this issue where. Macron tried to try to create an office for his wife, and there was public outroar about the whole issue until they dropped it. Uh, so, so like I read an article in the New York Times then that was last year, when they were just talking about um, discussing how like the role of first ladies across the globe and historically, and um, it seems like the the more a progressive uh, society becomes the more visible first ladies also become like ready in in 100 years ago in america first ladies were basically um what can i say 
they were there to just adorn the, the, the hands of their husbands at public functions and stuff, but they were never seen to be doing anything. But now they have charities and and and, and give talks and stuff. So like you, you'd see Michelle Obama giving talks, uh, commencement speeches at universities, having charities, fundraising stuff and stuff. And then in other parts of the world, obviously, First ladies, especially in, in, in authoritarian countries, they are way more powerful, like in China, uh, where Mao's wife and their gang of four. But those those were hanged, I think, weren't they? Yeah, they, they, they were certainly imprisoned. They probably were hanged as well. And then, and, and, and then we had our own Grace, who took it to... Yeah, but if, if, if you remember for... I remember growing up most of the time, Grace was just, she was known for a shopping. She was never known for a political activities. I think it was as the old man was becoming really, really old. Like when he was approaching ancestral levels that he, she, figured she, she had to be active to protect a family or Wait, to represent a family. You're in saying she or was taking like advantage of a senile Bob. Yes, I'm saying she was taking. You can't. I can't be arrested for insulting uh, Bob. Now. I don't know whether the law applies to former <laughs> former president. But who would ever who would ever thought that would say former president? I'm still, you know, it has taken me the longest time to process this, and even now, it it, it hasn't yeah, fully started. Yeah, I, I, I've been convinced for a long, for a very long time that he was going to die any time. That didn't happen. So that's that's the only scenario where I could envision us having another president. I was certain there was no way Zan were going to allow him it, to So for, yeah, even for me, I thought uh, uh, this guy is simply going to die as president. But uh, the, going yeah. back also to, to, to our earlier discussion about the political, the new political party, and if Grace Mugabe was so reviled and 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 hated by a lot of people, uh, what chances does the new political party have if if it associates with their? Yeah, you you see the thing is you've got guys like Jonathan and Moyo, right? I don't think, yeah, I don't think a guy like Jonathan Moyo in his own capacity people hated him any more than they did a, a guy like our current president or you know or any of the other guys in, in, in government right now, right? The only reason that Jonathan Moyo had such negative publicity was because of his association with yes. Yes, the Like, okay, he had negative publicity just like all oh, other Sanu guys. But you've got guys like who are in, who, who, who have their own issues. Because if you think of Jonathan, he didn't have a lot of scandals, like personally. You've got guys who are sitting in government there who've got like non cases that. Like corruption and other issues that actually give people reason to dislike them. Jonathan, it was just his association with with Chris. So I think as long as he continues that association, it's going to be a problem. And now I don't think they intend to disentangle themselves with Chris and, and Mugabe. So I think they are trying to use Mugabe to get as much as much mileage as possible, which which is interesting because on, on on the one end it gives them it 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 for for those those people who who really genuinely supported 
Mkabe, we can assume there are a non-trivial number of people out there who hate to see the way that Mkabe left, who actually liked him. And then there's also the tribal, the tribal angle as well. The people... Because... Yeah. So I, I, so I think people in certain provinces are more likely to be unhappy with the current, with the change in government especially people from Gabi's home, home areas and stuff like that. So I think they are using their association with Mugabe as their launching point, but it, it might be their undoing as well. So I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, they are limiting, it's going You're to be You're saying this is going to be a very, very boring election. I, I don't, do you reconsider that statement now? Okay, l- l- let's just look at the facts, right? For one thing, we've just said it. It, it was uh, military guys military in power. No, 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 this was, no, this was a clear coup. You can call it, okay, call it a military intervention, call it Operation Restore Legacy. I don't think the generals would be, will be happy. I, I think yeah, you're G40 because it, it's the G40 guys who send a, very, a 79 page letter to the African Union saying no, we had no, a coup. No, no, look, and that's what you're saying right now. No, look at look look at our I am I, I I have no horse in this race. If I if it if it quakes like a coup, walks like a coup, like swims like a coup, it says I'm present, I am going to call it a coup. We can find you can bend over Beck was trying to come up with other names or things. And I think it's it's important if for, for the generals to quit other stuff, but I'm not a general and the EU is not going to listen to my opinions. So I should be free to call the it not what coup. it is. Okay, so like I was saying, we've after the coup, we had uh, military guys moving to senior positions both in the party and in the government and in government. Right, I find it highly unlikely that those guys are going to accept it. So you think they're going to hang on uh, beyond twenty, but, beyond twenty this year, and also beyond twenty twenty three? Uh, they, they, like they'll, they'll, they'll do the Putin Medvedev thing, where you know Putin gives Medvedev the presidency and becomes prime minister for ten years, and then Medvedev. Medvedev so Mnangagwa will do that with uh, the general, and then you know, like a foot. No, I think I I don't see Mnangagwa staying for ten years, ending over to the generals, then coming because let's face the facts, Mnangagwa is seventy-five. After ten years, we'll be eighty-five, and that's, that's approaching. Now, I don't. I, I don't think we can have two consecutive oh, so you, so mean, presidents like in a row. I don't think we are that. Medvedev, Medvedev only saved like one term, didn't he? He didn't save two. He did, he did, but then remember, both Putin and Medvedev were were, were young guys. Like okay, Putin was, because Medvedev was there. Which period? I think around 2008, nine thereabouts. I think Putin came back 2011. Yeah, but he's also Putin is still there. So you can imagine Putin initially got when Putin initially got into power, he wasn't an old man. Now our new president is not an old man by by our he's not an old man regardless. But he's not a man either. He's 
is 10 years past to 10 mm, so you uh, you are basically saying we are stuck with these guys for the next 15 years at least thing is 15 years in politics is a very long time is that to 40 hours going to happen in that long uh, anyway you know unfortunately very rapidly and unexpectedly but as things currently stand i i don't think these guys would would accept losing an election because just think of it if 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 you if you've just if you've just uh overthrown a president via questionable means um and then you lose power you may trend yourself in a very uncomfortable position if someone decides to take you to court ah, or that means time will tell so i was also like um uh reading something about the new curriculum i, I sent the link to you earlier about um the new curriculum where people were complaining that their cultures particularly the tongas that their culture is uh not fully represented in that uh, you know like there's a lot of misinformation and 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 falsehoods outright falsehoods in the in the textbooks for their kids and people are complaining that you know what we can't have our kids learning this this horse horse forgive me horse shit stuff so what what's your opinion on the new curriculum should should kids continue to learn like we did uh, the four subjects nothing else you know we just did content and what did we call it general paper and shona and english and math and i now they have heritage studies they have a whole lot of stuff should should we revert back to the old curriculum or persist with the new imperfect one Um no if you look at at our old curriculum I, I, there was definitely stuff that I thought needed improving right so you mentioned general paper or content whatever term we want to call it the typical example that I've had people use the locust illustrate just how useless it's supposed to be yeah the 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 what's it called the the is it the the section of an insect so head thorax abdomen and legs and wings and whatever so people say wow what why 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 in life do you even need to know that but then you have to admit in school by definition always, you're going to learn a lot of things that, that you're argument. never going to use. i've always found that like argument a bit weak that's inevitable i mean so like the argument the, the 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 like the picture you see on the internet goes why we're learning these kids in japan we're learning how to make cars while we're learning the 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 three sections of an, of an insect i've always found that ridiculous because a lot of people learn a lot of things that they never use so if you end up as a botanist or whatever or you study insects or yeah. whatever i think that will be useful knowledge but i also learned about other things i never used i also learned about uh uh double energy bookkeeping which which perplexed me to no end and and other things that i've never understood and uh, religious stuff about brahma about uh, uh muhammad i mean all those things i uh, shona i've never used those things geography it's even beyond form 4 i i've never I think it's it's useful in a in a in a, in a way that we, you don't appreciate in your day-to-day life but you just apply that knowledge subconsciously. Yeah, I think like someone has mentioned uh the the, the 
what's important that you get from school. So they, they, this, this I think it's almost a meme now that people people keep on repeating. So it's almost a cliche where people keep on saying, uh, Google knows everything. So your knowledge is not important. What's important is the skills that you get from school. Right. So it becomes a question of what skills are you learning. And on that line, I would definitely have preferred to learn more skills in school. I would, I would have been happy if I'd, I'd learned, say, some sort of programming, if I'd learned more languages, more of our local languages rather than How the to one your local language that we did learn. Starting a bit entrepreneurship. Yeah, I yeah, think, I think those are thing. necessary so, skills for, for, for surviving in the modern world where, where some skills are becoming obsolete fast. By the time you're done with your degree, it's, it's essentially it's useless. So you have to learn how to learn, like how to adapt in a new environment rather than just learn uh, the, the, the hard facts and how to do your job. You have to, like now to survive in the modern economy, you have to be continuously learning. Most of the stuff that people learn will be useless by the time they finish their degree. Yeah, I, I think so. I think on, on that line, I think we can agree that there were, there were elements of our our curriculum that needed changing. And I think on on that line as well, I think I've seen, especially on Twitter and stuff, people love to criticize the Zimbabwean education system. If you go there, you think we have the worst possible education system. People always say, no, we, we are literate, but we are not educated because we are poor and other countries. Like, it's. The argument is basically, if if we had a better education system, would be better. Very valid. I think I would like to examine that further. Whether uh, better education translates to a better standard of living, I I think maybe better education means better governance, and then better governance obviously means a better standard of living. But speaking of Twitter, I saw you engaged in a a debate about uh, street photography. Uh, okay, okay. Let me let me lay this out for you, right? So you know, yeah. I in my spare time, I like doing some photography, right? So oh. there's this this other photographer that I respect a lot. His name is Stephen Chikosi. So he, he, on his post, he was basically saying in Zimbabwe, people people are very suspicious towards photographers. People see you pointing your camera at them in the street. You might have to run, run, to run for your life, right? So, what the debate beca- became then is: uh, Do you should sh- can you take pictures of people in the street? Because what some people are saying is: Okay, that's fine. You 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 can but take that pictures, take, but that takes away the street interest. photography element. Right. If everyone because poses people, for a photo, I mean, by definition, street photography is photos of people going about their daily lives. And yeah, and the other thing is, is oh, just imagine, you know, when, when we had those matches in November last year and there was a guy flying his drone and was taking pictures of all the thousands of people who were in the streets. Imagine if that guy was asking for permission. How would you even, how do you even go about that? What I'm saying is, if, if, if I decide right now to stand in First Street and take a picture, a wide-angle picture of the entire street, 
there's like, there's dozens of people there, possibly up to a hundred or so. But what if I'm those people don't want to, to appear every in single one of them? I mean, for, for 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 a whole range of reasons, I could be with my small house or with my seventh girlfriend, and being so close to Valentine's Day, you take a picture of me buying another lady ice cream, and then you put that picture in H Metro on Twitter or on page. I mean, there are a whole lot of privacy issues around yeah, there. Yeah, we, the picture yeah, thing. We call that I'll, I'll... You know what I think? I think H Metro. So it would be fine. Things for even, no, no. But I think you're, you're looking at it from the wrong angle. Even if it were not H Metro, even if you put it on your Instagram page, even if, unless you're going to keep the pictures and never publish them there's a, there's always a risk that that picture will ruin my marriage i am not married anyway. my rela- I, my relationship i don't have one but well <laughs> hypothetically <laughs> so all those like some nice pictures yeah, i always see them in the newspaper some nice pictures of 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 people in stadiums so and if you if you if you have seen the video of a football match where the camera swings to a guy sitting with a lady and then the guy tries to tries to hide tries to hide his face because he was probably with with, with another woman while his his wife was at home watching Telemundo and he was uh, taking another woman to 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 a football match so like uh, where does does the privacy of the individual begin and where does your freedom to take pictures of wherever you like in public spaces because i saw you said uh, in most jurisdictions uh, uh, there's nothing that stops you from taking pictures of public spaces and audience. yeah from from a purely legal point of view in just about any country any progressive country reasonably pro- progressive country i think most countries in fact if it's a if it's a street you can take your camera out take pictures there's no i think there have been cases even where companies have been in trouble for surveillance cameras and stuff and judges would do that you you don't have a reasonable expectation of privacy in a in a public area you go out of your the moment you come out of your gate into the street you you are in a public space there's a risk that you might someone might take a picture of you and live with that risk that's it i i I'm, I'm not certain what the legal situation is in zimbabwe but i presume it's something along those lines i don't think there'd be laws specifically to prevent people taking pictures in the street and everything otherwise all those people who are taking selfies in east street and whatever in trouble. So, because imagine now you take you take you take you take a selfie of yourself, and there's people in the background. They might be with people they are not supposed to so be. You're saying, so you're saying it's argument, but that, it's in the street. Uh, you, you should just take pictures you know, without asking what? for permission of of everything you want, in, as long as it's in public. It's in a, in a public place. Uh, what, no. What I'm saying. No. What I'm saying is there's general etiquette that's accepted among photographers, right? If I want to take a picture of you specifically, if I go to say, if I go, if I see a guy who's selling things on the on the street and stuff, and I want to take a sort of a street portrait of that guy, so that guy is clearly the main subject of my picture. It would be kind of rude for me to take a picture of that guy and not tell him I'm taking a picture of him, if you get what I mean. 
So there I might want to go say, my guy, um, can I take a picture of you selling your carrots or your mangoes or whatever? The guy says, that's fine. I take a picture of him. Right. But now if I'm taking a picture of a street, I'm not looking for you. I'm not trying to capture a picture of you. You just happen to be in the scene. Unless we agree, unless we agree as a nation that we can never have pictures of crowds at football matches and people walking in the street. How are you? I, I think you're going to reporters. have uh, several do that all the time broken marriages on your video conscience. Video. But uh, uh, personally, I think I think there has to be a reasonable. But the problem is now, how can you define what's reasonable? Every person will look like if you are in a compromising spot, an otherwise uh, normal situation might seem unreasonable to you. While to the photographer, you see like oh, those are just two people standing, and probably not even the main, what do you call it, subject of the photo, or whatever. So there might actually be a tiny corner of the photograph, but still, uh, that person won't be happy with featuring in that photo. So I mean, uh, it's a gray area. Uh, the best thing, I suppose, is not to be in compromising spots and to run away from people with cameras. Or attack yeah, them. It's, it's, uh, you are likely to be attacked yes, for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that. <laughs> no, that uh, we sh- we shouldn't be going that way. We we are in the new dispensation. Uh, so we can be attacking photographers. No, you know what, what, she, she was attacked, right? But you saw the the, the Twitter page of I think the word Zanu Patriots or something. Yeah, the first was you to think Zanu Patriots is, is is suddenly going to reform because of, of, of whatever you call the new dispensation. The thugs are still out there in the in the communities. They haven't reformed anything. I think. I think I think at least on the publicity side, they are. Whatever happens in the shadows, they are trying to so now that, um, clean up their image. Yeah, yeah that's the covered. Um, and uh, what, what's happening to Bitcoin? Did, have you bought coins yet? So any, any Bitcoin yet? Um, no, I, 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 I know people who have bought Bitcoin. I am, I, I don't. When do they buy? Appetite is not that I am not a gambling sort of person. Um, when did they buy like at, at the high price like twenty thousand so. dollars? Uh no if I think they bought in December at some point. So it, it might be in it December, might have been in December around, that's when it it, it, it it's it's highest. I think it was it around twenty thousand. And here in Zimbabwe it was at around thirty thousand. Which which became an issue like globally. Every news agent was reporting that Bitcoin in Zimbabwe is like one point five times higher than anywhere else. And every time you read about Bitcoin, yeah, Zimbabwe they always, always give the example of Zimbabwe. Either as an example for why Bitcoin is necessary because of the hyperinflation we have experienced. Only a few countries in the modern world have, have, have had the hyperinflation. I think like three or four. And the Weimar Republic, Zimbabwe, and I think it should be Honduras or something, one of the Latin states. And uh, Zimbabwe is always cited as a case for 
why it's necessary to have a decentralized economy, a currency that governments cannot um, manipulate. Because essentially what led us there was, was Gono simply printing more and more money, something that cannot be possible with Bitcoin. And also sometimes we, we when, when people talk about Bitcoin, Zimbabwe also comes in like because of the high price of Bitcoin relative to the supposed strength of our currency. So like since we are still uh, assumed to be using US dollars in December, our Bitcoin was 30,000. Why at least everywhere else it was about 20. Yeah, around 19,000. So there's that. But now, now I, 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 someone, yeah, I was talking to someone in the afternoon and Bitcoin was like at 7,000 today, 7,400. So you think you reckon it's going to fall below that? I think it's fell below. It, it might, I think it might, this, this evening it might have fallen. But you think the, 7, the, the, the bubble is best? So it's, I think it's still falling. You see, the thing with thing with stuff like Bitcoin, because thing is, I I, I try when, when I look at some, because thing with Bitcoin is the question is always, is it a currency or is it an asset? Right now, it's not a very good currency because Bitcoin transactions are very expensive, and they they are, they are time consuming. So it's it's not a very good currency. Question then becomes, is, is it an an asset class. Now, if you if you look at it as an an, an asset class, question becomes how do you determine its value? It might be way undervalued. It might be way overvalued. No one knows because it's a value that people just pull out of thin air. It's it has no value in use. If you get what I mean. So if you take if you take your typical yeah, asset I'm class, listening. say a dividend or something, right? Are you still with me? Okay. I'm saying if you take a, a, your typical asset, say shares in a company, you have expectation that you are going to earn dividends from those shares, right? So I think if, that's, if that's the problem now. That the only, that the only reason people are buying Bitcoin that is, is because, because they the think it will be worth more at a later date. Yeah, I've read, uh, I think, Charlie Manga, the famous investor, uh, the Warren Buffett's vice chairperson. So, okay, so people are going to hold on to Bitcoin you know in the hope that you will going to find a extraordinarily high prices, like 100000 for a coin. But I, I, I think, like, like now, yeah. the price keeps falling. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, that's the thing. When it was rising, it kept rising. Then now it keeps falling. Then end of the year, it might be rising again and keep rising. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Now there are, there are possible reasons why it's falling now because of regulations and whatever. But it's as far as I can tell, it's random and there's no underlying logic behind it. The, so the actual technology uh, behind Bitcoin, uh, I think, is uh, interesting. Well, Bitcoin the, the, the itself, underlying technology, I it, think it's just something. The, the, it will find a lot of use in going forward. But yeah, I know some Zimbos who had bought Bitcoins and they are trying to sell now. But again, people are not willing to buy now because they think, what if it falls even further? Though it might be a good time to buy because who knows? Could be fifty thousand next week, and if I buy for yeah, at, at at today's price, I'll have um 
multiplied my width by seven. Yeah, that's always the problem with these assets in course that don't have that you can't calculate a fair value for. If it was a share and you could tell this company where it's going, I think I'm going to end dividends of this much in 10 years. You could tell, okay, this price now is falling, but at this price is a very good asset to buy. Because you know what they always say, the best time to buy is when there's blood on the streets. So, so that's when everyone is panicking. As a finance but person, should I buy Bitcoin? I yes or no? I idea whether it's a good idea or it's not. My advice is to say coin if you're a if it's head by, if it's tails, don't. It could be either way. You know what some, some famous investor said when he was asked to predict the stock market, is it will fluctuate. So, so what's, your, what's your advice? Should I, I buy Bitcoin or should I not way. buy Bitcoin? No, I, in the, in this in this particular case, I, I actually have no advice. I I do not know whether I should. No, I think it's, it's a game, boy. It's like if, I, I don't if, have if, money. If you've got money that you can to afford lose. to lose, what's the risk? Well, uh, but when I'm rich, I, I think I'll forget you. Yeah, so don't. I won't talk to you when I'm rich. I'll simply block you when I'm rich from Bitcoin. I'll say this no, guy didn't fine. want me to get rich. It's not, if, it's not as if you refund yeah, me yeah, if just I as lose long money. You you don't talk to me when you lose your money to Bitcoin as well. I think that's a fair deal. Uh, yeah, but just if, anyway, if you're not going to I talk think to me this episode is almost done. Uh, when, when is the next one? For a first episode, I think. Isn't it too long? Yeah. I think I think we gave it a good go. We'll see how it goes. I think we, we plan to do this weekly. And uh, till next, till so next week or in a few days' time, time on our time to build nameless up, so podcast. By the way, what, what, what we should we call it? The nameless podcast. The Asante Sana podcast. Um, the podcast with no names. We are yet to get That sounds good. Better than Tapazo and Tawanda. It's Tawanda and Tapazo. Yeah, Tawanda and I vote for Tawanda and Tapazo. No, I think. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Okay. Yes. Okay, cheers. Cheers, bye.